Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the stuff in pop culture that you consume, the stuff you're insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. Okay, we are here. I start this every week saying, okay, like I am <laughs> such a cheerleader. Annie Setting is back in the house. Hello, hey, Miss Ann. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. So today we are doing a nice little like pop culture recap. We are going to get into like the Oscars 2023 nominations. Again, we are recording this before the Oscars happen. So the next week I'll probably have like whatever taste and dish I'm going to have after. But we're going to do our little prediction. We are also going to talk. We have more Pedro Pascal, you guys. We have to talk about mm-hmm. The Last of Us because this is what we're doing right now. So until the yes. show is over, we're going to be recapping this each week. Spoiler alert ahead for episode mm-hmm. eight, episodes one through eight, essentially. And then I have, okay, so I'm on this like Pedro Pascal's kick and I am completely like crushed. So, and you guys know that like Law and Order is my other thing. So I told Annie yesterday about this Law & Order episode that I found from Original Recipe, uh, which we're going to also discuss. Season 18, episode 10, Pedro's, and it. it's called Tango. And then we're going to also talk about the Scandival, what's going on mm-hmm. over about, like Vanderpump Rules. And so from my perspective, from Annie's perspective, she's pop culture. I actually know the Vanderpump situations and all that because I actually watch. I don't know it like personally, but so... Let's start with like Oscars. Let's start like on a like a like a like a cute like regally yes. kind of a feel. Okay. Yes. So what I'm hearing and what like I'm like reading and everything else, and I was looking at like the vanity, you know, um, I'm sorry, variety, like their predictions and everything. Like mm-hmm. it's it's feeling very, very everything everywhere all at once. And I'm very happy about this. And what are your I thoughts? am beyond thrilled I do hope that is my personal pick not that my personal pick means anything but that is my pick for um best picture is everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm. um it's an amazing film the cast is unbelievable I'm obsessed with all of the actors um I hope they win uh, especially Key Kwan for and knock on wood it's looking like he's probably going to get the Oscar because he's done like pretty much a sweep except the BAFTA I think which we could talk about in a minute uh-huh um, and obviously Michelle Yeoh is split. Oh, sorry. No, no, go, go, go. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Michelle Yeoh split. Stephanie Shu, I don't think will win, but I no. love her anyways, which I didn't even know. She was like a Broadway, like she did Be More Chill and she did SpongeBob before she like got on, uh, Maisel. It seems like, got into this. yeah, it's like everybody that is like killing it right now is like a theater Broadway actor mm-hmm. it feels like it's really really like kind of like showing its way up there yeah um but okay so like looking at okay I just like lost my article <sighs> come on internets okay because I was looking at variety and like the, their Oscar predictions and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing um okay so as we go through this and we're looking at the nominations for movie of the year which there are so many. Remember when we were young and there was like four or five and it felt like a real like Like an something. actual race? 
Yeah, I forget when they, oh God, I think it was like in 2017, 20, like in the 20 teens, I feel like that's when they went to this 10 mm-hmm. uh, entries or whatever. I don't understand why. And then obviously with the pandemic that got really screwed up and like, why is Top Gun in there? <laughs> it's I just still like, haven't it's- seen it. It's like they're, I haven't seen Top Gun either. I'm not like yeah. a Top Gun person. Yeah. So I've never really like watched the first one. Like I completely understand the yeah. culture behind it because I've had right. to. I live in San Diego and like. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like people come to San Diego and like, we want to have a party on the Midway. We want to theme it Top Gun. I was like, oh, oh that's so new. <laughs> um, and the thing is, is that now that it's like back, like all like the yeah. Tom, the Tom Cruise impersonators are back out there. I mean, like it's like it's a whole thing. So it's good for business. So yeah. that's the thing is, it's like I will completely like appreciate something that clients want to jump onto, like Great Gatsby. Yeah. Let's do it. I got Leonardo DiCaprio. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I will bring him to your party. You know that kind of thing. Okay. Anyways, back into the movies of the year this year. All Quiet on the Western Front. Haven't watched it. It's, a it's amazing. Movie. Highly, I highly recommend it. It's very sad. Like, and it's it's written from the German. Per- well, the book is it's a German book, okay. so it's written from the German perspective of World War One. And I'm this is a totally off topic, but I'm more of a World War One nerd than I care about World War Two. Is that weird to say as an American? I don't know. Well, most people <laughs> are like so World War Two because it's so yeah. like hero, and that's kind of like what we're like built on now. Yeah, the World War One is like wildly fascinating. Highly recommend. So, anyways, it was a really good movie. It's just it's pretty intense and it's all like, it's, you're not going to find any joy in it. Like it's a hard watch. Oh, see, yeah, this isn't, that's probably why I haven't like watched it. And I know that we've like, Anthony gets all of his like stuff from like SAG, you know, to like vote. Mm. And like, and that was when that they like, they sent a couple things to the house. I think cause he's a white man. So they were like, please, well, sure. sir, please, sir. <laughs> you know, Netflix was come on. Uh, Avatar, the way of water. I haven't oh, watched it, dumb. but I do need to see it. Um, but I don't feel like but it's Avatar. It's James Cameron. So they they they, they throw him in the race, you know, um, the, the Banshees, the Banshees of Inner Sheeran. Mm-hmm. I did not see this and I still have not. And I need to before this weekend. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch it tonight. It is the biggest snooze fest yeah. I've ever seen. It is better than ASMR to make you fall asleep. Like <laughs> it. Um, and the thing is, is and I love me some Colin Farrell and he's like in his like serious actor phase right now. Mm. So he really wants to like make some money. So yeah. he's not, he's, he's not leaning into his hot side right now, which, you know what I mean? My superficial ass is like, please, we know what you look like. Um, but the movie itself, it's just, it's a little bit slow. It's about this guy whose friend doesn't want to be his friend anymore. Yeah. And then it's just like we're out there on like the countryside and yeah. in olden times. Elvis is on here. Yeah. Which, and I that's deservedly so, I think. Yeah. I thought it was pretty fabulous. I really, mm-hmm. really liked it. This, both of these movies I watched during COVID when when I had my own COVID situation. Yes. And the Banshees, I tried it three times. It's not working. Yeah. And I just and I was laying in bed. Everything everywhere all at once. That's the one that variety is right now picking to win. Um which is huge. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So good. We, the Fablemans. I haven't watched watch that either. Anthony liked it. So I'm on the fence about it. Like, I just don't care. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be like Steven Spielberg's autobiography, but I just mm-hmm. don't care. That's just the thing. Is it's just like, like putting myself through that. Tar. Yeah. Tar is up there. Have you watched it yet? No, I have to watch it. And you know why? Because the reason, this is the weird reason why I haven't watched Tar is because um, I want Michelle Yeoh to win so bad that I feel like if I watch Tar, I will Kate be. Kate Blanchett will be like yeah, at front I'll of be my. Like, 
it should be in front of mine. And was see, this is I'm like a weird movie buff, but like it reminds me of when like she should have won for Elizabeth and Gwyneth Paltrow won for Shakespeare mm-hmm. in Love. And I was like, that's the silliest thing ever. But I don't want to I don't want to think beyond Michelle Yeoh, so I refuse to watch it. Well, truly, and the thing is, is like she's got two. Let her like, exactly. like, like, let Michelle have this exactly. <laughs> like, like, and Michelle has had like a body of work too that should have been, you know what I mean? Like Crouching Tiger, Hidden mm-hmm. Dragon. You know what I mean? Like when she was the mom in 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 a uh, Crazy, Crazy Rich Asians. Asians. Oh God, I love that. Like, movie. like she pulled off. You know what I mean? Like in this campy movie, she was really acting her ass off. Like mm-hmm. she's she's so fabulous. But anyways, yeah. um, so. Tar, but I haven't watched it either. But everybody's like raving. You said Top yeah. Gun, that's on this list. Triangle yeah. of Sadness. Have you watched that? That is a wild movie. That's what um I haven't like I started it yesterday, and so I need to like finish it out. It's, it's long. Mm-hmm. I will that's tell you it's I way just longer started than it. It's like it's like three and a half hours, and that's what most of these yeah. movies, it's like take a half hour out. Like like it's like the Chanel thing, like take one thing off before you leave the house. Exactly. Like these exactly. editors needed to take 45 minutes out before you leave the house. Um, and women talking is also on this. I have not watched this. I am really bad this year on these Oscar situations. I haven't watched women talking. I've been wanting to watch women talking. I haven't. But um, Triangle of Sadness, I'm really glad is on there because it it is actually, it won. Did it win the Palm d'Or or did it win like the, what's the award? Uh, so like at the, at the, at the Cannes Film Festival, it's like Palm d'Or and then there's like the grand prize or something underneath it. But anyways, it won one of them. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm and like, op- I'm trying to open this, like, there's like a ranking guide in here. I didn't realize was also in here. Like, like who they think is like the, the highest percentage to win. It's so, th- and then going back to like the whole tar thing, like that's been like a whole back and forth, like the Golden Globes, like obviously um, Kate Blanchett won dramatic and then Michelle Yeoh won com- comedic. Um, she won at the, the, ba- at the Golden Globes. Yeah, yeah, the Golden Globes. And then Kate Blanchett won the BAFTA, which everyone got all like really bent out of shape for for legitimate reasons because it was all white winners. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm that's a, that's going to be a big one. Yeah. They're saying Avatar has no chance in winning. That's, that's the one they're saying is just like, no. why? Best director, they have Todd Field for Tar, Daniel Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once, who they think mm-hmm. is going to win. Director Martin McDowell Dana from The Banshees of Irishinen, Ruben Ostlid from Triangle Sadness, and Steven Spielberg from Fablemans. No women this year. Mm-hmm. What is up? Like how are, how yeah. do they do this every year? I don't know how they get away with this. It I really just... don't know. Like it's just bizarre to me. And there are so many. Like why wasn't Wakanda Forever? Like why wasn't the director of that like on there? Like I'm just thinking of like all of these other things. Like wasn't that it's all woman? white folk? No, no. Why oh. can't you think of his name? It's a black man. Um, but I cannot think of his name. And he's an amazing director. It's like um, uh, I need it's a white man. Oh okay. no, Daniel Kwan is Korean, but um yeah. regardless. He's like the only one. He's the only um, one of color. Yeah, but like Wakanda Forever, though, you just mentioned that. I absolutely loved it. Ryan Coogler is the one who directed Thank that. Thank you. I think and so, yeah. So, I mean, I absolutely loved it. I watched it twice in like 48 hours because I was like completely like just, it's a it's an emotional movie about grief. I haven't watched <laughs> like, it yet oh. for reasons because I've been going through it this year with personal issues. And so like, uh-huh. I'm just like, I can't put myself in that place. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like I'll be in a bad spot if I put that on. And so like, but you watch TV. all quiet on the Western front. Like, you're, like I'm sad. I, I watch this, <laughs> the sad more movie. I can watch a sad word movie, but I can't yeah. watch m- m- something about grief. But um, yeah, I know. I just can't. And I, I'm just, I love Chadwick Boseman. I just, I can't it's, watch it. It's fabulous. I mean, the thing is, it I'm does, sure it does start at the beginning. Spoiler. If this is a spoiler, it's a Marvel movie. Um, yeah. It starts off right at the very, very beginning is that the explanation is, is that he's been sick and he's been hiding it is how they put it Which in the very beginning. Yeah, he was sick and he was hiding it from everybody until it was too late. And um, Shiri, what's her name? The, 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 the sister? Yeah, the sister. Shuri. Yeah. Yeah, the she, sister, yeah. Yeah, she is trying to make something to make it better. And it's at, and then all of a sudden Angela Bassett walks in. Angela Bassett does act her ass off. So let's get into yeah. like the acting awards here. Yeah. Um, they have right now for best supporting actress, we have Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. She is, I mean, the thing is, is like, she's like viscerally, like you can see that they're all mourning in the movie. Yeah. Um, but Lupita Nyong'o, she's also in this. You know what I mean? Like mm. they, it's just like these powerhouse, it's these powerhouse female product, uh, performances. Julie Louise Dreyfus is in this. I know. I love that. I love that she's coming into like the new mm-hmm. uh, Marvel universe. Or what is it now? Is it stage five, stage six? I can't remember what this is. But um, yeah. I'm excited that she's in it. I love and, her. And she's a bitch and a half. Too. Yeah, isn't like, that wild? Just, like she's a villain. Uh, Michaela Cole. She's Ugh. fabulous in Ugh. this as well. Like that's the thing is, is I Michaela Cole, Dan- Dani Garari. Uh, I mean, they're just also good. And I'm, sp- I apologize if I'm not saying that name right. Um, but anyways, Angela Bassett, Hung Chow from The Whale, who mm-hmm. Hung Chow. Like I almost feel like they wanted to give it to her for the menu, but The Whale felt like a more serious movie. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just. What are the other nominees? Because that, that'll give you my overall opinion. But there's someone else that Carrie, it's- Carrie Condon from Banshees of Air Sharon, and then Jamie Lee Curtis, who yeah. they're saying is going to get it. They're saying this is Jamie Lee's year because it's almost like because she doesn't have one. I think that's why. It's and then like Stephanie the too. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those words. Honestly, I that's. I- this is a beautiful category this year because it is yeah. very diverse. And the thing is, with the white ladies, gonna take it. <laughs> like that's just like, but it's but it's a well deserved thing because Jamie Lee Curtis was pretty great in it, and she played like you know different versions of herself. I just, I'm 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 an apologist right now for everything, everywhere, all at once. Like it just it really was that good to me. Best supporting yes. actor right now, Brendan Gleeson from the brand B- Banshees of Sharon, which I just. If he wins it, he's like, ugh. Um, Brian Terry Henry from Causeway, Judd Hirsch from The Fablemans, Barry Keoghan from The Banshees of Ear Sharon. See, they're giving it to like the Banshees. Like, why this movie, Searchlight Pictures put a lot of money into their mm-hmm. into their four-year considerations this year. They had to have. Like, they this did, is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then Ki Huang, Ki Ki Huang. He should win. He should win. Well, that's who they are right now picking. So that's who yeah. Variety is picking this year. Okay, getting over to our best actress category. We have Kate Blanchett for Tar, mm. Anna Diarmas, and Blonde, which I haven't watched. I haven't watched this. I think I'm like Maryland out. I'm Maryland out. And also I just feel like everything I've read where it's just almost like horror. No, what's that? What's the word? It's like something porn where it's like torture we are porn. struggling for torture porn. Yeah. And I yeah. And I'm not really into that. And I'm not really into like selling her memory like that. And not that I'm like this huge Maryland fan, but I'm like, give the girl a minute. Yeah. It's you just, we, 
we've been getting a lot of it lately. It's and the thing much. is, it's again, this is one of those things in the event world. It's good for business because then we're putting another Marilyn Monroe like like actress out there, yeah. which which is becoming a lost art form right now too. Like the impersonator thing mm-hmm. is like people aren't doing it as much as they used to in the past. Yeah. So it's kind of going away unless you unless you are into drag, which that's another like hall about ball of wax right now. Oh, help us all. Yeah. Okay. Also inside this best actress category is Andrea Riseborough from To Leslie. Haven't seen it. That's the big issue because they're like, this movie made like $20,000 at the box office. How did all of a sudden this white lady just get like, because because momentum pictures they really they went after the four-year consideration situation Mm -hmm. and they they like brought people in and schmoozed them and everything else and they got their movie noticed which is kind of like a good thing because when you're up against these things like you know searchlight and netflix and yeah like in universal pictures because the fableman you know michelle williams is back in there that that you know yeah um for this in this category and michelle williams is like such an oscar darling but michelle yo she's also in this category and they're saying she's gonna win this year I hope so, so. I, that's my pick yeah but it's a good category i mean the thing is oh, yeah. it seems like i haven't seen the i haven't seen blonde or two leslie and then like Mich- michelle williams and the fableman i've kind of so anthony was like watching it so it was like in and out of the room so yeah. i so i can say I did kind of watch it, but I was like mm-hmm. making, I was making cookie dough. Like it's like a whole <laughs> thing. So um, best actor this year, Austin Butler, who they're saying a variety. Oh, they're saying plan. it's going to be Austin Butler. Yeah. For Elvis, which I say, give it to the boy. I mean, I really love that Elvis movie and I didn't want to like it. You know what I mean? But yeah. I do, but I do love some Boz Lerman. I just <sighs> took some MDMA. Like it's going to be crazy for the first like 20 minutes, you know, and then all of a sudden yeah. it turns, it turns into like, you know, a weird, uh, you know, like it's mushroom. Real dark. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like his movies, they do, they get like really, all really like crazy, mm-hmm. but, um, but it was fabulous. Like an Austin Butler. And he sang all that shit. Like, I mean, like it was great. Um, Colin Farrell's in this for the Banshees, uh, Brendan Fraser for the whale, which that's the, the big one. It's going to be him or Austin. Yeah. And the thing is, is in the, um, it's like we have this renaissance of Brendan <clears throat> Fraser, but I, I feel like yeah. Austin Butler is like the second coming of Brad Pitt. Like that's what I feel like right now. That's is an that, interesting thought. Yeah. yeah. If you if you look at them, like their swagger, the thing is, is like you know the the whole the whole look of the guys. Like it's just there's something about Austin Butler is like they wanted to you know it's like the James Dean Brad Pitt. You know what I mean? Like there's like this yeah. charis- this charismatic leading man that. You, you just can't help but like love. And that's kind of like Austin Butler because he was fabulous on oh, SNL. He, he was fabulous he was, in like, SNL. He seems, and he seems like a genuinely decent guy, mm-hmm. which is great. I'm really struggling with this one because uh, I've seen, I thought Elvis was an amazing movie. I thought I was blown away by his performance. The other two on here too are Paul Meskel oh, from After Sun and then Bill Nye from Living. Nye. Nye. Um, I haven't seen any of those. So... Yeah, I love Paul Mescal, although I've not seen normal people and our mutual friend Bonnie will let you know that I have not seen that. And she yells at me like <laughs> weekly about it. Um, but I, he's he's fantastic. He's a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. OK, um, I don't want to really get into like all the other categories because it's oh, no, like, so no like mired into like the muck. These are like the ones that we really, really care about, except for they are saying like Elvis is going to win best costume design up against like Black Panther, which should just come through like, please. You yeah. know, and everything everywhere all at once. You know how many things they had to create, and those hot dog fingers are now iconic. So, like, <laughs> they're so upsetting to me. <laughs> the, the thing, okay, 
the hot dog fingers are very upsetting, but it's like the easiest costume ever for Comic-Con now. It's like if you were going to like go to Comic-Con, you just put on hot dog fingers and be the multiverse yeah. version of yourself. You know what I mean? Um, but they're saying that that's going to win like that piece. Oh, wait, you know what? Before we get there, let's really quickly, I want to scroll down and see who they think is going to win song because we do have Miss Rihanna is going to be performing yeah. this year. You see that picture she put on? her insta of her son crying and she was like my son just found out that he that the, that the yeah. other the new baby gets to go to the oscars not him oh i know it's so cute i love uh, her. Oh, i love her. her her first i love her instagram and i love her her son is the most gorgeous thing okay here's the thing too about that song lift me up yes w- was not feeling it right after watching Wakanda Forever, I am fully on board with the song mm-hmm. because it they put it at the perfect spot. Like it's oh, just really? yeah, I mean, like it's abuse of you emotionally, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, like they end up the story with it, but they the way that they seal the story on the Marvel, because you know, Marvel always has those extra, extra, extra. Yeah. And, and, and it ends, and then there's another moment, and then we have another moment, that kind of thing, because they keep on closing things. So I there's a oh, there's an there's an ending at the end, and it's like then they play the song, and you're like, oh God, this is it. Um, so Lift Me Up is on here from Black Panther mm-hmm. with Rihanna. Uh, this is a life from everything everywhere all at once. And Stephanie Shu is performing. Um, Natu Natu from RRR, which, which will they, most likely win. That's who they're saying is gonna win. Yeah. Um, applause from Tell It Like a Woman. That's a Diane Warren. She's never gonna get her fucking Oscar, man. She <laughs> like, is the like, Susan Lucci of the like, Oscars. Like she really is never gonna get it. Oh uh, and then hold my hand with Lady Gaga. Is Lady Gaga performing? I don't know. Because like, because you know how like she goes like balls to the wall with whenever she's like in a role, and so like yeah. right now, who knows what kind of unhinged she's doing as like harlequin because that's what yeah. she's she's filming right now so you just know that she's crazy she's probably punched a maid you know what i mean like you know that lady gaga's doing some weird shit she's at her so house intense. right now <laughs> like is i'm looking lady- at her uh instead to see if she mentions it no wait what does it say no oscars 2023 because Lady, Lady Gaga will not perform at the Oscars 2023. Here's why. Okay, wait, let's see real quick. Yeah, Sunday night Oscar telecast on ABC may be able to boost a performance by Rihanna, but unfortunately, Lady Gaga will not be performing. That makes me upset. It would have been great to get both girls on the same night. Yeah, I wonder why. But that would have been good for the ratings, too. Um, yeah. Oscar's executive producer uh, reports on Wednesday that Lady Gaga nominated for their best original song for Hold My Hand for Top Gun. Wouldn't be performing this song at the ceremony. We'll have to say, no, I can't confirm, but you know what? I'm just going to tell you. So here's where we are. We actually invited all five nominees. We have great relationships with Lady Gaga and her camp, but she's in the middle of shooting a movie right now, and we are honoring the movie industry and what it takes to make a movie. Some have suspected that Lady Gaga wouldn't be able to perform due to her filming schedule for Joker, mm-hmm. uh, which also stars Joaquin Phoenix, and then they mentioned a bunch of other people that are in it. Yeah. Um. Bunch, after a bunch of back and forth, it didn't feel like she can get a performance to the caliber that we used used to from her, and that she's used to giving. So she's not going to perform on the show. I mean, like, I get it because this bitch. I mean, like when she did the um sound House of music. Of music. Oh, sound of music. Uh, yeah. She did the sound of music medley at that Oscars for um Miss Julie. What is her name? Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. When she when got she, the uh, like the when, life achievement. When, yeah, and Lady Gaga came out in that pink gown and sang mm-hmm. all that music in Julie Andrews' original key because she worked her ass off for it. Like, I, I see it. I get it. That's why she doesn't want to go Respect. there and do this. Yeah. yeah. So, 
And like, and plus, you know, she's just being crazy. Like she's showing off her tattoos, you know, right that, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you know, she's bit somebody like, you know, she's doing weird things right now. Yeah. Like, like Lady Gaga probably like went to the store with her management and like stole stuff and didn't say anything. You know I think what I mean? she's very method without being method. Like it's like she mentally is method. Like when she's okay. Have you ever seen that footage of her talking to to Salma Hayek, or when Salma Hayek and her are inside that interview, and she's talking about, well, before this movie started, I had to write myself a letter, and I had oh for uh, Stars Born, yeah. Everything that you are is you're gonna put it here. And no, she was doing this about House of Gucci because she was like, you have to take on all of the everything else. You have to put yourself on the shelf, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna be somebody else. And so I wrote myself a letter. And as she's talking about this, right, because it's just her and Salma Hayek, like straightforward, you know, this press junket. And Salma Hayek looks like, what is this crazy bitch saying? Like, who writes himself a letter? Just show up at work and go home. Yeah, Yeah, like she's just like, you could just tell like on her. But anyways, okay, let's get into a little bit of this Vanderpump scandal. Oh, yes. Okay, so this is like the thing that everybody's talking about. So we had to talk about today Obviously. on here on Bottom Bingeable. Okay, here's the thing is I've actually been here on this show. You can go back in episodes and I've been raving out Vanderpump this season because it's like the show was back. It had like a new energy and it's because the energy was it's full of secrets. <laughs> That's the whole thing is they're working. It truly for- is. <laughs> yeah, it's like completely. So it's like they're, they're working overtime. Um Raquel, who we have now learned that her real name is Rachel. And so, yeah, I just, I love it. So like, there's different things too, is because when I was thinking about it too, and I was like, well, I mean, like, it's like a stage name. And I was like, when I was younger, like everybody, like everybody that knows me from like a certain point in my life, they know me as Brian, but a lot of people, you know, call me D'Angelo. And then it was just like, well, no, there was a different thing though. It was just because they wanted to whiten me up a little bit for right. grade school, which is why they called me Brian. You know right. what I mean? And then it was also like, D'Angelo's actually my first name. That's actually on my birth certificate. She's Rachel. She is Rachel Levis. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so, like Hilaria. Yeah, it's exactly. It it's is exactly very, that. yeah, it is. You cannot talk to my little Baldonitos. <laughs> you cannot talk to my little Baldonitos. <laughs> No, wait, you come here. You come here. I'm talking to you. Have you seen that? Okay, you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Real quickly, let's just discuss this real quickly. That we're gonna sidetrack here for a moment. <laughs> so this whole Alec Baldwin and Hilaria Baldwin, okay, <laughs> Hillary Baldwin, Hillary Baldwin. <laughs> yes, she's got a case of the Dorites where mm-hmm. she like takes on the the or a case of the Madonnas. You go somewhere for a little while, you take on that accent, and you become that person. Mm-hmm. And so Hilaria is now she's she's Spaniard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. And so, but the thing is, is so there was that footage of Hilaria, like, um, on the street with like a baby mm-hmm. strapped to her chest. And she's like telling the press, like, no, stop, wait, you know, like you guys cannot be following me. You did not have to do this to me. We are my family. When you have to, something to say to us, we will tell you. And like, she has this accent, like this faux accent. And the other thing about that too, was, is when people have talked about it was she, like, they called a car, right? She walked outside to go to the car with her kids. Yeah. She, she sent the other kids inside, had the baby strapped to her chest, and then walked down the street with the paparazzi, told them, you, you can't do this, blah, 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 and then walked back in the house and the car left without her in it. Like, she acted like she was leaving and then did this whole, like, <laughs> press thing with, with, with the paparazzi on the oh, street and then so walked exhausting. back in. I mean, and this is also, like, the woman whose husband, like, did... Instagram posts about please follow my wife 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Follow my wife, everybody. Let's get her up to a million followers, blah, 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 blah. And now she got a million followers and she got followers on the street. And this right. is, you can't, you can't have it both ways. This you is what can't pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah. It's with her little Baldwinitos. And now he's actually, now they're going to, he's being charged for involuntary he manslaughter. He's in trouble. He is this in big is, time trouble. You know what? And I don't know if it's deserved and like there's all these like jokes and everything else, but somebody died at the end of the day. And it's just mm-hmm. like everything about it is so dark. It's like so dark. And then he's got like 18 kids at home with this woman and her Baldonitos. Why like, does he keep having children? Like, I just, what are we like 17 kids account, <laughs> 20 kids account? What are those things are? Like, are we like, like get off of story? her? <laughs> just like you go to like, you see him at a, get off of her. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop. Um, okay. Back into the sand- Sandoval thing. Back okay, to so Raquel. How- Yes. How versed are you with like the Vanderpump? Have you I'm watched? I'm pretty versed. Yeah. So like, this is kind of how I, I want to have enough pop culture knowledge. And this is why it's very broad be, so I can carry a conversation. So like, I've listened to several podcasts about it. I've obviously been looking into it on social media. Like for those of you who have not heard me on the show before, I'm not a big reality TV person because it mm-hmm. just drives me bonkers. Honestly, I'd rather listen to the podcast where they talk about the gossip and shit versus mm-hmm physically sitting there for like an hour watching it unfold i'm like no just give me the bullet points like well what's happening over on bravo is like the whole controversy now is is that like so much of the interesting stuff is happening when the cameras stop rolling yeah and like and it's the it's it's why we're getting into this whole like fourth wall takedown where it's Mm -hmm. like because these people are celebrities, you know what I mean? You can't be on a TV show for 10 years and not have a new component to your life that involves like the external world and like mm-hmm. you're you're living the Truman show. And so yeah. you can't you can't sit there and fake like this isn't something that's affecting everything. And so with this show, have you ever watched an episode of Vanderpump Rules? Oh, yeah, have you yeah, ever yeah. been like I watched it like in the beginning for like quite a while and like I forget when I stopped watching. I so like, remember, but yeah, it's been bad for a couple of years. Like, mm. like the year that we got rid of like Stassi because of yeah. all that stuff, because of all the the racial things, um, was like it got it went down the shitter, you know. And then yeah. this year they found their like their their path, and it was because mm-hmm. all these people were friends, you know. So like it's there's been this whole thing where Sheena and Ariana have always been friends, right? You know, since the beginning of those two, and Ariana and Katie have always been like buds. And then with the whole thing with both of their, you know, Toms, you know, are all like interjecting here. And then we have like the James Kennedy situation and mm-hmm. Lala and everything else. It is insane. So apparently, um, Raquel and Tom Sandoval have been the two who have been in an entanglement, as <laughs> Jada Pinkett would say, for the last seven months. And so they're saying seven months and may, and they're saying that they're speculating that it could have even went back to Coachella because, um, you know how like this whole rumor that Raquel was kissing Tom at Coachella Mm -hmm. and they're thinking that whoever this fan was who like put this out there on the Reddit forms and everything just got the net last names wrong. And then it wasn't Tom Schwartz. It was Tom. Oh, Sandoval yes, I did hear about that. Yeah. She, that she was kissing at Coachella. Yeah. So was that a possibility? But I mean, like and Tom and Ari, like she's been like a groupie for his like weird band that, that you know, it's weird. It's like, so yeah, gross. I hate Tom Sandoval. I cannot stand him. He gro- he's grossed me out since day one. Dude, I can't even talk about it. Uh, like, he's just so, no. like, like, like he's just so, so um, offensive. 
just it, it, his voice, everything about him, and that weird little mustache that he has right now. It's like, it's God. like who said this was a personality? Like, like the mustache does not give you personality, bro. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. a word. Um, but yeah, so they're saying like all that, like now that this Ariana, so this week, so if you guys like, just do you like research onto all this? Because there's been like statements back and forth. Mm-hmm. Thomas released a second statement now apologizing to Ariana. Yeah. Uh, we have now the black eye because Sheena, apparently when they found out when they were doing watch what happens live is that it happened on that Wednesday night. So the two mm-hmm. girls were on watch what happens live, uh, Raquel and Sheena there with Andy after the show ended, which Let's get into the whole Andy thing too, is because Andy's just loving every moment of this. Oh, 100 percent How much money he's, he's making off of this? He's milking it. So they, yeah. they fired up the cameras again because they were already done filming the season and they were like, nope, get back out there. And they like sent all the camera crews back out because they're they're going for they said another two to three weeks they're gonna be filming now. And so as all this stuff, as the dust starts to settle on this. But um, so the two girls, they were there, they were doing the show. In in that time, what was happening over here on the other side of the world on in California was Ariana was uh, backstage at one of Tom Sandoval's like shows mm-hmm. and she was taping a show, blah, blah, blah. She had his phone. Uh, don't know exactly how she got into it, but she got into the messages from Raquel. She sees what's going on. They're yeah. in, in an entanglement. There's now video like it, apparently there was a recorded video FaceTime of Tom and Raquel you know which how does th- that work like i was really thinking about this facetime like how do you have how do you facetime while having sex like were they having like i think that they were phone sexing phone sexing okay because i was like how is this like are you i was very confused no i think they were phone sexing so like that's why she can see that he's like in the little block and she's in the big one you know what i mean okay. and, and he recorded his facetime that he was thinking and then now raquel's even saying that that was against her uh, knowledge that she did mm-hmm. not consent to it even being recorded, and that, and then and everybody yes. had, and everybody had now seen this because I guess it it got pushed. So there's like all that, and then what what happened that night is so Ariana finds this stuff on the phone. She's now mm-hmm. calling Sheena. Sheena is with Raquel. Ra- I guess she threw her phone at Raquel. She pushed Raquel up against the brick wall and punched her in the eye. Is what the report is saying. And so now Sheena has a um restraining order against her because Raquel is now filing things and she's now being she's making sure that she's going to be the victim of this but then today what's also now online is that a friend of theirs who also knows them who was on the plane is showing footage of them on the the United flight or whatever it is over to New York City and Raquel is sitting in the front seat of in the plane and she's got a black eye already in the car so the black guy was there but maybe the, the little cut that they're showing in the other pictures is something new that maybe you know that maybe sheena did from like a ring or a nail or something like that but they're saying the black guy had already existed before they even did watch what happens live. oh it's like the yellowing yeah well it was it wasn't it was it was a little bit um you can see it's like a little bit purple or maroon so like look for those pictures or they're online but so there's like that whole thing and so this is like uh, the best thing to happen on this show because all of the crazy, not the her getting punched, but the whole scandal of this, you know, seven oh, months in the background because it now affects so many different characters on the mm-hmm. show. And then, so like last night, I watched the most recent episode. So like we're up to date this week, kids. So as this episode comes out on a Friday. Um, so this week's episode you know, Bravo didn't have enough time to go in and re-edit and like push it back out sure. there. You know they're going to now. Like the future stuff is going to. Oh yeah. But 
there's moments in this most recent episode where like Christina, one of the other like auxiliary characters who's with them all the time, mm-hmm. she she says to camera, this girl isn't as innocent as she's trying to act like she is. You can see what she's trying to do. And that if you know that somebody was with somebody else, that you just don't go after somebody else's man. Because in yeah. this episode, this most recent episode is the one where Raquel hooks up with Oliver, a.k.a. Um, Garcelle Bouvet from Real Housewives of Beverly yeah. Hills. His her son is now an auxiliary character on Vanderpump Rules because he is a server at Vanderpump Paris. And yeah. Vegas, who was my server in Vanderpump Paris? Oh my god. We were there. Wild. Yeah. So he was actually our server last month when we were there. So um we are sort of in the universe. There we are. Know, exactly. And yeah, totally six degrees of separation. <laughs> um, but so that happened in last night's episode where he like Lala was into him and she thought he was hot, but then she like let Raquel have him and like it's just like a whole thing. And so now they're all just kind of going after each other. We have Kristen, who has now been seen filming on the show. Crazy oh Kristen is one of my favorite characters. Suck a dick, Diane. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, she's so crazy and she gets whisper quiet. So, you know, yeah. she's really, that's like super crazy. You know, when somebody's, when somebody doesn't rage out at the top of their lungs and they get like whisper quiet crazy, that's somebody who you need to watch because that's she real has. Business. She has a bomb. She is going to poison you. You mm-hmm. might get you might get choked out in your sleep. Like that's that's Kristen. Oh and yeah. She, and she's back on the scene, which I'm completely loving. <laughs> so like um, we'll just see like how this all unfolds. But like Vanderpump rules is something to watch. So like the other Easter eggs last night is like so at the end of the episode, they end it with her. Um, I put it on my Insta. And at the very end, I wonder if I can pick up like this little bit of like audio. Um she says, Thank God you don't have a van to like in the car. What? Oh my God, Raquel. So she says, If when you've been drinking, I would never trust you around my man. Like, so Christina says, oh. or, And then Rick Kel goes, Well, thank God you don't have a man to be around. And then Christina's like, What the fuck? And so the thing is, is, but this is before the scandal has come out. So we're starting to see like there's all these Easter eggs of how it's- bad of a person Raquel really is. <laughs> that she's because like in this episode too, Raquel is on a shopping trip with Ariana to buy baby yeah. suits and things. Like Ariana's being a good friend. And then the other thing about this most recent episode is that like we know that Ariana now is like Ariana gets to be the victim. Like she gets oh, yeah. to be- she gets to be victim in this game of reality TV, because that's all the reality TV is. All these shows on Bravo is always like it's it's a game. Who's going to be on top? Who has yeah. the most allies? Blah, blah, blah. And on this game, Ariana is victim. Ariana oh, gets yeah. to, uh, Ariana gets to be the hero. And last night's episode is even like her dog is fucking dying. Her 18 year old dog is dying. So it's like, this is the first episode since the scandal is broke this weekend. And it just paints her into this, this position of like, Oh my God. Cause I was ready to cry because I know what that feels like yeah, to go through, yeah. a, through an animal death. And so, and she's like, you know, she's like walking up to like the vet and she's like, she's like, you know, we, we come through here all the time and you see other people crying and like, I'm now the person crying. Like, it's like, she's like, she's like realizing what's going on. Oh God. And so it's just like, Okay, so Ariana wins. (laughs) Like Ariana wins this season of of Vanderpump Rules. She's gonna be the one. She's gonna get everything that you know. I hope. I hope she gets everything. And now that she's, you know, she wins. Um, I was listening to. I think it was Heather Heather McDonald's show. Mm -hmm. And so right now, the other one of like the B storylines that was happening on the show is that 
uh, Ariana and Katie were going to be opening in their own sandwich shop together, right? Yes. And so now and the thing is, is she's saying, Heather was saying on there, it was like, it would be great. It was called like the better half. And it was like <laughs> half sandwich, half soups. And because these girls are the better halves, you know what yeah. I mean? Of these guys. And so like, they really need to play off of that. <laughs> like, like. <laughs> you know, not Schwartz and Sandys or something, you know? Yeah. Just... Taylor Strucker was hoping that it was going to become like a lesbian storyline, <laughs> well, which is good thing. for them. Well, that's the thing is that's where this can go because Ariana is bisexual, you yeah. know? And so we'll see where this all goes, but it's, it's, um, the Sandoval thing. It's like, it's a fun distraction completely. Oh, it's so... silly business. I readily accept it. Okay, like Nelson, he's now sending me two pictures. Oh, and she's looking extra crazy. Okay, we're seeing pictures of Kristen Doty showing up <laughs> at Tom and Ariana's house for, to film in uh, athletic slide, like black sandal shoes. Her um, black yoga pants. There we are a sports bra and an oversized sweatshirt she is showing up yes. from yoga to be crazy you know I what i mean that. so she she's already heated she's got heated yoga she's ready to show up like let, let put know. this girl put this girl to work let's have it out amazing um, i'm so in so so down okay so getting into this let's go ahead and um let's switch gears let's get out of this let's talk about pedro pascal and this whole situation <sighs> just okay. a breath of fresh air I know. Um, okay. So I've been like in this, I don't know if it's like this Y2K desire of mine, but I'd be like, like living in like this place of like listening to like, I was listening to Ashley Simpson earlier oh this God, week. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was because Alaska was saying that she has a show coming to $3 bill in Brooklyn and she's doing all this like Y2K pop, you know, oh, like music. Okay. And she was mentioning Ashley Simpson. I was like, and for some reason, an autobiography got into my head. And so I was like singing those songs to myself. So I was listening to that. And then it, we like burst, you know, like after you listen to like an album, you know, like Spotify does what it wants to. Yeah. It's putting me in these other places. And there's an artist I've been listening to late, lately. We're going to get into the Pedro Pascal thing in a minute, mm. guys. I'm just, we're here. We're locked in. I'm just yes. talking like crazy. So what ends up happening here is that I've been getting into these Mandy Moore phases. Oh my God. Yes. Mandy Moore is, she, we need to give her her roses a little bit more. Like yes. put more respect on Mandy Moore's name. Like it's something that. I don't know if we've talked about enough, but like, she's actually good. And I oh, would yeah. see, I would like to see her do like a symphony tour. Like if she went around with like a big symphony kind of like behind her, cause all of her music has strings and that kind of a thing to it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like it's, I was like in the car, like jamming out to me. It's gonna be right. It's gonna be real. It's gonna be everything I feel. Like I was oh, just amazing. like there. So on to that, but it's the Y2K of it all. So we were watching law and order because mm. i've been doing that a lot lately and i just kind of like adversely i was like what episodes has pedro pascal been on law and order so he's been on like one original recipe episode episode mm -hmm. it's season 18 episode 10 um which it's a crazy fucking episode it's uh took place in 2008 so it kind of sits in that like wow. weird sweet spot so yeah Pedro Pascal is in this. He's one of the bad guys in it. He plays a bad guy in a lot of them. He's a cop in one of the ones for... He's also in Criminal Intent. He's got two episodes there. He plays two different characters in Criminal Intent. Um, one of the characters that he plays is... I'm going to get back to the original recipe in a second. But 
Law and Order Criminal Intent, he's in an episode with Michelle Trachtenberg. When Michelle, it's called Weeping Willow, and Michelle Trachtenberg plays this online blogger girl who they set up her own um, kidnapping her and her boyfriend, and they like are being held for like a ransom and all mm-hmm. over New York City, and all these people are tuning in, and he ends up being the pawn that they use, and that he doesn't realize that he accidentally kills somebody with a with a gun with blanks in it. So wow. that's who Pedro Pascal plays in this. He was so skinny, like he looks yeah. like. He looks like the bad guy in every class that you've ever had. You know what I mean? Like the, like the one guy in class who would always be like kind of like a kind of a fuck up. You know what I mean? Like that's who yeah. he reminds me of all these things. So but in this episode, what ends up happening is, OK, so on this episode of Law and Order season 18 called Tango, it's episode 10. We have Jesse L. Martin plays Eric Green, Eddie Green, and then we have Jeremy Sisto plays the other like the two cops with Jeremy Sisto also that's a 2000 like cute face from like clueless you know oh, sort of yes. Elton. He's, yes he's so cute in this too um but in this episode we have a young prostitute named sugar we have a drug dealer named Lysol fantastic <laughs> um and then Pedro Pascal plays a guy named Tito okay yes. So some of the things that I took away from this is that the police will do nothing to help you, regardless if you are a drunk teenager walking on the highway, the police will just let you walk because they are not your babysitter. And so it was one of the things here. And so this girl, so how the episode begins is so we're going to just get into the spoiler of it. You guys from 2008, you guys, if go watch it, it's fun. I'm going to tell you guys about it. I'm going to spoil it all for you right now. So episode starts off with these two girls who are like, high school age they've been drinking in the city having a night out their car has been towed so they're now at the tow yard where the nypd cop is there and he will not release the car because they're both so drunk so he's telling them to call whoever whatever so one of them starts throwing up there <laughs> like and so the other one oh who, yeah what the other girl is like gonna like help her you know to hold her hair back and then she's like i'm just trying to try to get like another cop cab or call a friend of mine can i can I use your phone? And the cop tells her, no. <laughs> like, so this is when this drunk teenager just goes walking down the highway here in New York, in New York City. Sure. Um, you know, probably off of like, Jer- like Jersey or Yonkers or who knows oh, where the hell she was. So now we have um, she's now gone. And so the next day, the the parents are looking for her the other drunk friend woke up in the hospital because the cop did call the police for her or called the call an ambulance for her because she passed out mm-hmm. on him so he called he called an ambulance for the one girl they don't know where the other girl is her phone she's not answering her phone she always has her phone on her where is my daughter so then they start doing some research they go back to that police they, they go back to the impound yard they do they kind of follow along and they find out that she was picked up by a cab you know, they, 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 that she was picked up by a cab somewhere on the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. What, what, which cab is it that limits us down to 13,000 cars? Well, yeah, right. they were doing a special cabbie anniversary that year and kids were painting the sides and, and tops and everything else of cars to, to decorate them. Well, there mm-hmm. were flat, there were flowers in the trunk. So that's how they find this cabbie. This cabbie then tells him, tells them that he was driving. Uh, he he saw her on the highway and picked her up. Does he usually pick people up like that? He goes, no, but my fair who was in there, Tito, aka Pedro Pascal. So we're gonna get we're starting to get into him. Amazing. He uh, has now um, 
what's it called? He tells the cab guy, he was like, I know her, pick her up. So, oh, okay, you know this girl. So they pick her up and they take her to the this horrible Roach Hotel that he's that mm. this guy's staying at. When he gets to the Roach Hotel, his girl comes out. She pays the cab fare, you know, and that's Sugar. Sugar now shows sure. up. Sugar, aka Melinda, shows up. She pays the she pays the cab fare. It's basically her pimp. You know, it's her guy. Mm. Yeah, her, her boyfriend pimp. And so they walk this girl in, they get, they, so they find out, you know, he finds out where the hotel is. And then when they get to the hotel, it's like this roach infested motel. The guy behind the desk is, you know, well, this is what happened. Yeah. That's sugar. She was here last night. She's here all the time. Oh, you know, and they, they, they drag a girl in here with another guy that you don't call the cops. He was like, do you know where I work? <laughs> you know, like, like this place is shitty, like, yeah. like look around. And so they're like, well, did she pay up for the rest of the week? He was like, she only paid up till noon today. So she's gone. So they go up to the room. It's a shitty motel. So nobody has done any kind of cleaning right. in the rooms yet. You know? And so they find the other girl's phone, they find blood on the floor and they now know something heinous has happened to this young girl. So where mm-hmm. is she? We got to find this girl. So they got to go find Sugar. Well, so then they go do the research. They find out who Sugar's real name is. They find her parents. Then they find a friend of hers that she was in school with. That friend then leads us to Lysol, the yes. drug dealer. So Lysol, the drug dealer, is out on the road. These cops like go up to him. The best thing, though, too, is this whole episode is like 2008. So it's before we got woke. So they call this girl a skank junkie in every scene. It is the drinking word of the day. It is the word of the day. If you watch this episode of Law and Order, you should get a drink. And every time they say skank or (laughs) junkie, and if they say skank junkie, you have to chug because they say it a lot. Like they they call this girl skank junkie. So where's a skank junkie now? Well, she only calls me when she needs, you know, whatever. Why don't you call her? Tell her you have a two for one deal. Well, and then, and then we'll let you out of this drug charge because they caught him with drugs in his pocket. Yeah. So Lysol's like, fine, I'll call her. So he calls her. She shows up and the girl who plays this um, prostitute too, named Sugar, her name is uh, Maria Dezia. I, she has like a familiar looking face. I think she's been like a lot of like auxiliary characters on a lot of yeah. TV shows like this, like CSI and everything, but she plays the best druggy skank girl like ever. <laughs> like she is like the best junkie skank I've ever seen. <laughs> um and she's like, and because she, she's like that girl that you knew in high school that just kind of was teetering on the edge of yeah. like this could happen. And this mm-hmm. happened to this one. This is mm-hmm. really insensitive, guys. I'm so sorry not to be triggered. But anyways, um, <laughs> so they so she shows up. She's like, hey, Lysol, how you? And then like the cops come up and they like get her. She's like, Lysol, you son of a bitch. You know, and like and then so then they're like talking to her and she's not uh, they take her in. To interrogate her and she was like i don't know like she left you know like we were we were there at the at the place and you know mm-hmm. i just kind of like watched and blah, blah 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 and you know who was with you well nobody was with me just some guy that i knew so then what they do is is they let her go because they can't really like keep keep a hold of her well she's like staying at this like you know um hostile drug house kind of a situation mm-hmm. um and they pay this little boy, like they see this, like they're watching her, you know, from like the street, they're doing it, they're staking her out <laughs> and they see a little boy walking on the street. And so they give this little boy a, um, a piece of paper that says, wait, I wrote it down because the thing is, is the way that they say skank and bitch so much during this thing, the note <laughs> says, think a bitch can rat me out and get away with it. 
<laughs> like so that's right. the thing think a bitch like so they just constantly constantly calling her a bitch constantly calling her a skank junkie um the writing this the writing is just oh it is just kiss. it is insane so she then you know so she sees this letter and she's like oh shit so she goes to like make a phone call she makes her phone call. They follow her. She meets up with Pedro Pascal. There we are. Uh, Tito is now in the picture. So now we have Pedro Pascal who like is like there. So we have, you know, Sugar. And he's like, what did you do, Sugar? You skank junkie. Like, 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 as he's getting arrested and all those sort of things. So they now have them in like opposite, you know, like holding rooms. And so they're interrogating them. And so he's like, Peter Pascal's character is just really just like, whatever. It's just, this is what it was, you know, yeah. she came over and we were hooking up and blah, blah, blah. Well, then they go over and they tell her, okay, so I had to write this down too, because the police are so harsh. They told this girl, they told Sugar, that being with her was like trading up from a dump truck to a souped up sports car. And at least she didn't le- lay here like some junky skank. Oh that's, that's quote. That's, that's a line that's- from... 2008 law and order did their best work (laughs) like they really did and so like it's just this whole thing like jank skunky jank skunky you know what i mean like junkie skank (laughs) junkie skank it's just i can't um (laughs) jank skunky yeah jank skunky but anyways i'm getting it all confused that's gonna be the title of the episode jank skunky jank skunky that's it skunky this week okay so anyways, this jank skunky. Um, so that's when she starts like pouring it out that, you know, she just sat there and watched him when he raped her and blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. That's another thing too is in the re- original on order, like original recipe. Um, when they, they do some horrible crimes to people, but they really do get into the technical jargon because like over on like SVU, they'll be like, you know, she, she got raped and, you know, somebody strangled her. On this, they're like, she was penetrated anally and vaginally. Ew, no, and then no. she, they took a ligature around her neck and just and blah, blah, blah. And like, they just, they get really, really like technical oh, with God. all these things with how they, how horrible this was, you know, with this girl. Mm-hmm. So they get, they get pointed in the direction of like where the girl's body is. They go, okay. they find the body, that sort of thing. So, cause she starts like pouring out some information, but at the same time, she doesn't want to turn on Tito, you know? Right. So pretty little white girl with the family the family now is gonna like stick by her so they get her a lawyer and she's like made bail you know and so but tito is still in jail so now they're gonna try them both because what they're now finding out is like they're trying to find other people that were in the hotel that maybe have heard something about blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. so they go and they find another girl in the hotel who then leads them to she's um she's now pressing charges against the guy who gave her a black eye. Cause she's staying at this crappy hotel. Her boyfriend slash pimp also was in the hotel that night and was, was, was knocking her around and she had heard something going going on in the other room. I mean, it's the most crazy so triggering episode. Yeah. It is so crazy. <laughs> so this guy basically tells him his name is Timmy. So Timmy, this Timmy, this absolute, like he plays the slimiest, rattiest, man because i mean he's a guy who, who who punches women so you already know that he's right. tra- he's trash he's garbage right. if you hit a woman you're trash you're garbage right. that's what it is period so but the thing is is he doesn't want to talk unless they can erect, take some things off of his you know sentence because he got in trouble for this and he also had drugs on his pocket so can you get rid of the drug prop drug situation blah blah, blah mm-hmm. and just with her you know saying that she i punched her and like leave that on so they cut him a deal he then tells them 
that he does remember that happening that night that this girl Anna Marie you know that they, they he thought that she was in the bathroom but it ended up being Tito and he heard his girl had left because she was upset because he had he had knocked her around and when they were in he was in the room he could hear sugar in the other room and he heard Tito leave so he went over to go knock on the door and see if he, if he can offer a shoulder to cry on, quote unquote. You know, mm. he was going to take advantage of her at this point. That he said that usually when a girl, when she's when she when she's been kind of like let down by her guy, that you know she'll come into to another guy's arms a little bit quicker. So this is like total predator vibes. <laughs> so God. he goes. That's what he tells the cops. That I'm going over there to make my move. And when he's over there, he says that he's talking to her and he sees there's a like she's acting really distracted. And he said that he didn't see the other girl, but he did see there was a big black duffel bag on the floor that he heard a dog inside of. He heard something whimper a couple times and that was it. And so and he she just told him no and she like made him leave. So that's what his thing is. And that's when the 80 the ADA then realizes this girl was still alive. So Tito left. So what ends up happening is, is that Tito ended up raping her. He, she was going to leave. He went to, to grab her to come back and she hit her head on the table. Oh. He, said there, he said there was a ton of blood. So he thought that she was dead. He thought, you know, they tried to like, see if she would come back and she wasn't. So he thought that she was dead. So they put her in a huge duffel bag and he was going to go find a place to, st- to stash her. Well, while she was gone, this other girl, Sugar, decides that she doesn't you know this girl is now still alive and this girl is is ruining everything for her Mm -hmm. and that he wants to be with her instead so she kills her so she kills (laughs) so she kills this other girl and he doesn't realize that he didn't kill her his girlfriend did this whole entire time Mm -hmm. so it's this whole thing and so at the very last minute then they get into like this whole thing because the ada and um i'm trying to think now so what's it called um uh michael cutter that's who the that's the character's name so he and his assistant ada connie riberosa you know she's this beautiful latina girl she you know they're trying this whole thing and they're the ones who were you know going after this and earlier in the episode she's the one who gets a confession out of timmy the lecherous guy because she's beautiful and he wants to talk to her and only her well mm-hmm. later on when they're picking all like the jury members uh, Cutter realizes that there's a jury member who really is into her, but he doesn't say anything to her. And then this guy sends her a note saying, you know, great job today in court. Great legs there. She's like, what? <laughs> and then he approaches her outside. What? He approaches her at the courthouse. So this is like a guy who's on the jury. So they yeah. are really weaving stories. In yeah, geez. So now all this is kind of like in the background that, you know, that this one jury member is probably going to go with whatever she, whatever side that she's on, he's going to vote that way. But now we have, so then they, they also throw in these things. So like law and order, it does do these things where they do play some really, really realistic kind of things. So they do this whole race card thing, because is it going to be the Latino pimp or is it the pretty white? you know, girl who was taken in and made a junkie by this guy, you know, who's going to, who the, who is the people going to go with? Well, at the last minute, Pedro Pascal's character goes in and he, he places a deal. So now it's just going to be on this girl. And so, yeah, so they go forward. And so like the whole trial happens. And so, you know, what happens in these trials, watch it. And so it ends up, but you know, that they do find her guilty, but then there's like this whole thing that's looming over them is that 
was guilty because this guy was in was into the ADA or is because they really did find this girl guilty. So it's a great episode. I just recapped it for you guys. That's a law and order season 18 episode 10, but it's a Pedro Pascal. So I'm going to be talking mm-hmm. about his other work here and there. I love it. Yes. Okay. So let's flip real quickly. Let's talk about last of us before yes. we like end out today. Cause we've been talking for a little while. <laughs> I am loving Last of Us. This is like, it's filling my, um, the emptiness that I have from the Walking Dead leaving us, you know what okay. I mean? Because like, because the thing was, and I wasn't even like Walking Dead stand for like the last like two, three years, but it was still something that was always there that I would then like binge up on and kind of like mm-hmm. watch. And like, and then they're bringing Walking Dead back here eventually here, Andrew Lincoln and Deny, you know, they're both going to be back mm-hmm. in this series. So that'll be back. But like, this kind of like fills that little bit of like that zombie need, you know? Yeah. And then it also is just like, it's like one of those shows that feels like epic television, you know, that's, yes. that's like kind of like fun. Um, what are you, what are your vibes right now? Were you associated with like the original game or anything? No, no. Um, I mean, I knew of the game and I knew kind of what was going on with it. And I know what happens like in the future, but like, so I kind of knew what I was coming into. Um, I think it's an amazing show. I love Bella Ramsey, obviously from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. obviously i the first time i ever saw pedro pascal was from game of thrones so it's kind of fun that they're in this together i think bella ramsey is the most unbelievable actor i can't believe now they are non-binary but they go they don't stick to pronouns so we can say she and it's fine mm-hmm. um according to her that is what she says um and so i'm just in awe of her in every single episode i can't believe she's only 19 um and that's Pedro, that's wild. Like she, and she was only like 13 when she was on Thrones. Like that's crazy to me. And she was one of the, she was only supposed to be on one episode of Thrones and they created this entire character because she was so amazing. Well, see, that's and, the thing is, yeah. is like the, that's HBO takes these liberties with these, with these projects. Yeah. So like spoiler upon all spoilers, yes. the whole thing is, is that it apparently in the second game that the, um, joel character dies and so mm-hmm. this is, this whole show is supposed to be about ellie that's that's who really yeah. is the main the main protagonist in this but let's see like how long we get to keep him because he's such a hit like do you think, yes because do you think that's really gonna happen or are they gonna I pull like a thrones thing well see i think they're gonna do it eventually like i think they'll they'll do it yeah. like like i want to say that we're, we're probably gonna get like a good two seasons two three seasons and he's gonna be too expensive because like Oh, he's just skyrocketing. Yeah. I mean, he's he's associated with Disney and like, you know, Star Wars properties. Like the man is like, he's money. He's the Mandalorian. Come on. Um, so I just, I don't know. I just, I don't see them wanting to let him go yet. So I'm hoping yeah, that we get to keep him for longer. And I think that they were baiting us with this last episode with him you know, with, with him being hurt now. So mm-hmm. again, you guys were talking all the way up to episode eight. So we're going to have spoilers here. Big time. So, spoilers, yeah. yeah. So like he was stabbed in this, this episode, you know, in that episode a couple of times before, then we have a whole episode where she's figuring out whether or not she's going to leave him. And then we get her whole backstory of her original love story with, 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 with her I girl. Know. And when they both, and when she got bit, so we find out how she got bit, you mm-hmm. know, and then at the la- at the end there too of that episode is that, you know, we will keep on going until we can't anymore. And so yeah. that whole thing is, is that she's going to do that for Joel is that, you know, she's going to heal him. She's going to, you know, save him. 
So she seals them up and now she knows that she needs to get something for this infection. So we have her out here like, and so when I was reading some stuff here on the other side, you know, it's like people, when they talk about this is that in the, if you are a game player with this. And so and people are probably like, you're going to be yelling at me because they're like, I am a game player and I know how this goes. But apparently when they finally get to like the winter, when the snow action yeah. happens is the first time that you can play as Ellie as yep. the main character. It is, and yeah. so, yeah. So that's the whole thing is, is that, so this episode, if you were that into it, then you know that Ellie's going to be the savior on this episode mm-hmm. and not Joel because he's hurting and he needs to heal. And so um, the, I knew that the moment we saw that Dennis character or David, I'm sorry, the David character, this preacher, it was like bad guy, bad guy, oh, yeah. bad guy. It's always like in these, these, these huge shows that are always like end of the world. It's never the world that's the worst. It's always people left mm-hmm. here that are the worst. And so, yeah. ugh. Um, what are your thoughts on this most recent? Um, I, it was a very disturbing episode. A lot of people, like when I was reading, cause we didn't watch it till the day we watched it Monday. We didn't watch it mm-hmm. on the day. So I didn't read any articles, but like everything I kept saying, they're like, this is a devastating episode. It's the scariest episode. I, I guess mentally, yes, it is probably the scariest. Like emotionally, it's probably very scary. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was the scariest episode, but the whole, I thought whoever, I don't know who played David. I thought he was fantastic. The original Joel is in um the episode and he's like kind of his right hand man so that's awesome and if you watch the after episode like little the one who she the one who she cleavers yeah the the one who she literally hatches um that's the original joel in the game and so that's that's great and i was glad like he even said he was surprised he got that much of a role he Uh thought he was just going to be like cast as a clicker um i thought it was a fantastic episode i thought it was an amazing work for bella uh or for bella ramsey um it was it was intense and I think this is really going to mess with her because it was like I almost felt like it was going to get like for lack of a better term rapey Mm -hmm. which it did yeah it did it did I was really worried about that yeah near the end well this place is on fire and he still wants to do his power his power game with somebody and so this is how he's going to put her in her place it's it's absolutely like crazy the um the smartness of like knowing that we need bio- antibiotics, you know what I mean? Those kind of things is that people don't always like realize. And so I think that's something that like starts to carry through mm-hmm. and just the, how all the stuff is coming back full circle is that these guys that they've killed, Oh my God, the kill scenes with him and these other guys though, were with, intense. with the guys that were hunting really were co- completely intense is that mm-hmm. like it's this whole thing too is that these people they're not going to change this is you're no gonna, yeah you're gonna, you're gonna always have this enemy that's always going to be following you if you don't get rid of it now yeah which is always a thing in like walking dead that if you don't kill somebody now it's gonna bite you in the ass later that they're gonna kill your best friend or kill you at some yeah. point so it seems like joel lives by that that you just kind of like you can't like no man left behind literally <laughs> like um yeah. and but they set these people free at least <laughs> like the people who live there that were eating other people That's so gross it was so gross and and interestingly too this is the the penultimate episode so next week is or this upcoming sunday is the season finale mm-hmm and so going back to what you said before, yeah, I do think they're stretching it out because like knowing what happens at the end of game one, um, 
I think we still have a little bit to go unless they cram it all into this episode. I don't know. It just feels like, cause I mean, like even with like the walking dead, they did all kinds of liberties there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the whole Daryl character never even existed. And Carol was supposed to die early and she lasted mm-hmm. all the way through the whole entire se- series. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Carl and Carl, they killed him off way before you know what i mean like so it's, it's that kind of thing it, it's like they can take their own artistic liberties and even yeah. like what they with the bill and frank is that they just right. kind of they went somewhere with it david was also a character that was in this and they just made him more rapey and whatnot yeah <laughs> it's like but um so i'm just i'm hoping that there is some like um stretch that they can now mm-hmm. you know with a lot of these characters and a lot of things that are happening because it's just um I don't know. I don't want because I mean, like I'm watching fucking Law and Order with Pedro Pascal because I'm completely like crushed. So like Mandalorian's back. It just started last week. I know. But he's in a face. Yeah, yeah you can't see his face. It's not the same. It's not the same. Not you need the same. The, you need the charismatic daddiness of it all. No. So it's like and I love how he leans into it completely. Like he's he completely does. like he's like he's like, yeah, this is fun for me. Why not? You know? Yeah. He so. just recorded a. Do you watch Hot Ones on YouTube? Uh, not often, only when like somebody tells me to like, so Pedro Pascal was just, his episode just came out today. I haven't watched it yet, but it just came out today. Oh, see, there we go. We'll be reviewing that next week. (laughs) There's our Pedro Pascal content. Um, and so we move on to somebody else, but yeah, I just, um, I don't know what they're going to do with it. And the thing is, and I just love it. And I just hate the fact that like, I get so addicted to something and then it just goes away from me, you know, know. it's a whole thing. Okay. Before we like wrap up, is there anything right now that you want to tell people that they should be watching or that you were completely like obsessed with again that might have been on your radar from the past that you're back into? Well, we are rewatched. We do an annual Thrones rewatch. Um, so in, in talking about Pedro Pascal content, we are we just started season three. So we still have to get through season three to get to four, which is his season. So that will be coming soon. Um, I finally watched all of Abbott Elementary. So that's now my favorite show in the world oh it's so good it's so good i love everything about it it makes me so happy um i've been flying a lot so i'm very excited that dairy girls is now on delta airlines oh, um, <laughs> i haven't watched dairy girls i'm just i've been binging that lately i've been watching the office because i've just been on planes like constantly uh-huh. so for my job you, so yeah are you poker facing at all with with natasha leone you watching that? No, oh no, I haven't. No, I love Natasha, uh, and I haven't watched the show. Watch it. It's it's so good. And the thing is, is like it's a, um, it's like a throwback to like the old Columbo days because it's like a little bit. Oh, like, nice, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's melodramatic and and but it's it's great. Like last week's episode, I'm not like today's Thursday. We're recording this, guys. We're not in the time machine. We're actually recording this on the week of. Um, so I haven't watched this most recent episode, but like last week's was great, and they're taking yeah. it somewhere, and so. Uh, what I, the first episode is almost like it's all set up for like the rest of the series. So like the caper and everything, they kind of give you a little bit of a taste. But then every episode is essentially the first probably 10 minutes, you get a whole storyline and you get the death. You get whoever is going to get killed yeah. or whoever dies. You get that first. So you see and you see them either get killed or you see like the actual death and you don't know who did it. And then they rewind at the credits and then you go back and then now you're seeing that whole story take place, but from an, 
from another perspective, you're seeing it from Natasha Leone's perspective, and then you see how like she goes into this whole situation and who's part and, and who's who's the victim and who and how she solves it. Um, it's fun. It's a show that I've been telling everybody to watch, but that's one like and you can like peacock that you can put it on your your iPad or whatever and yeah. just kind of like take it with you. Um, I am currently Survivor started again. We are on week two of Survivor. I have my own gripes with the show because like it used to be like 39 days and now they have mm-hmm. done it's 26 oh, and it, wow. it feels, it feels frantic. Mm-hmm. And the very first episode, the word that I can describe it with is raggedy. All these people were just raggedy in their gameplay, just oh, really yeah. just like sloppy and like, letting everybody know all their secrets right at the mm-hmm. beginning you know what i mean like oh i got this this immunity idol and this sort of thing and everybody's finding out everybody's holding all their cards out there and it's just really really crazy but there's this girl in it and her name is carolyn and she is the girl who i will be okay so i always pick somebody that i'm in love with and then i always pick somebody who i just like like right, right. and so my person that i like is carolyn I feel like she doesn't look like a Carolyn. She looks more like a Rhonda. So if you imagine, a, if you imagine a Rhonda, a blonde, a blonde Rhonda in your head, that's Carolyn. Okay, oh my God. So that's who you're picturing. But she's like, um, she is a drug. Uh, oh my God, a drug abuse. Um, like a counselor. Drug abuse counselor. There you go. Yeah. So so which probably means that she probably has had like some demons in her past that she hasn't even talked about yet on the show. And the thing is, that's great is that she's not even putting it out there yet. You know what I mean? Like she's, she's holding on to it, but the very, very first episode, you know, how sometimes we'll show like a little bit of like a behind the scenes kind of a situation. Mm -hmm. And this one, they show her, she's like, so what do you want me to do? And it's just like, (laughs) you know how like every like survivor is like somebody sitting out there in the middle of like the wilderness and they're being interviewed and they're like hi my name is tammy joe and i'm from idaho and i'm a big rig driver and my husband and i love our four dogs and we're here to win survivor because of this like they do that like every season right well like this chick they're just like hey carol like they're carolina okay so go ahead and tell us a little your name a little bit about yourself where you're from but what she's like so you want to talk about myself this is weird. <laughs> what was her interview like, process like? Like, it's like, it was just like, I don't know, but it was like, bring her. Like, like she's got that Yo, special it. it factor. Yeah. And so, and she's so weird. And like, she's like climbing a tree, like looking for like an immunity idol. <laughs> and she like puts her hand out and it's just, it's a, it's a full fucking snake. And she's oh like, she's like, oh my God, it's a snake. And she's got all these like weird looks and everything else. And so she's got this thing that she's all traumatized by this snake she's still looking for her like so what they did this year is the immunity idol isn't hidden the immunity idol is inside of a bird cage sitting on like the stand on your way to the water so everybody can see it but you have to find the key to this cage so you can open it up and get what's inside so the thing is so everybody's been looking for this key looking for this key and so she's out there looking for her key she finds it and the thing is, is and then she starts like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. She can see that she's like freaking out and she's getting emotional over it. And then as she's like, she's like, I got to I got to play this straight. And she's like, this snake is really freaking me out. And she's like, <laughs> like, and so she's like all like heightened, like attitude. But she's she's laying on the snake. So everybody's just like this weirdo. You know what I mean? Like, and oh so God. she's leaning into her weirdoness, And it's so good. So she's, she's like my she's my girl who I want to win right now. And then her biggest ally 
is this other guy who doesn't even know she's so she gets this idol right and like she gets into the bird cage because everybody goes to go find something else and she gets inside there she takes everything out inside the little inside the little patch inside of it is like a real idol and then there's a fake one that you can use you know what i mean you can you can use it, you know, like as a dunce, you know, and put mm-hmm. it out there. So, and she knows that she puts everything back away. And then like this whole group comes back and they're like, somebody touched that bag. You can see it. It's like kind of open, like something. So they're all like going after each other, you know, and this one guy's like, I've been reading all these FBI interrogation books. And so like, I know how to like read people's body language and everything. Oh, God. Okay. And he's like, he's like, well, this guy doesn't know anything. And he's like, and she looks fine, but the way that she's holding herself. So he's blaming on this other girl named Helen and Carolyn's not even there. She's just out swimming, swimming, oh. like, do, like doing the backstroke, like a real crazy girl, you know, like Rhonda's out, like Rhonda's out there living Amazing her life. Editing. Yeah. And they're just like, she's just like living her life and they're like going through their bags. They're like, well, it's not, it's, it's not Carolyn because she's such a mess. Like her clothes are everywhere and her, her bags everywhere. And the thing is, is it, cause you always hide your shit inside of your bag with all your clothes mm-hmm. and stuff. Cause that's what your yeah. issue. Sure. And, and they're like, well, her stuff is everywhere. So it can't be her. And lo and behold, she's got it like smashed in her big tits. You know what I mean? Like she's like, they don't even know. And so they're going through their bags and they're acting, and they're like, this girl, she looks really nervous. And so they're just going after each other. And there's Carolyn. So that's like why I like Carolyn, because she is just out there living her life. Our other character that we're in love with right now, his name is Danny. He's a firefighter. Hello. Okay. That's why we're in love with him. Um, he's like short, cute, kind of looks a little Italian and he's adorable. And he's like, he's hungry for this. And so he's a worker bee, you know what I mean? And so he's getting things yeah. to but he's like the one that like I would superficially root for, you know, like there's always one that I would superficially root for because they're so cute because I like to watch them get all scruffy and everything. Yeah. But Carolyn's my other girl. And then we have like two gay guys this season. One of them who is so fucking annoying, who hurts himself on the first day because he's like showing off. You know, he wants to he wants to climb some like fucking, you know, little rock thing and he falls off of it, dislocates his shoulder and cuts yeah. his toe. So stupid. And then there's another guy named Yam Yam who is going to be the, the fan favorite. And he is Carolyn's biggest um, ally. Okay. So like you can see Carolyn and Yam Yam going far. So that's like my thing right now. So everybody, whenever I talk about Survivor, it always gets like all kinds of comments and things like that. So that's what we're going to talk about. We'll let you guys know right now. Those are the people I'm, I'm rooting for. Helen got kicked off last night and it was fully deserved. She should have got kicked off because she was annoying me as well. Right. Um, but um. I don't know. It's just, it does feel, it feels sloppy because they don't get to like really form bonds. And the other thing too, that they're doing with this 26 days of gameplay is, is that you don't really have time to, you know, how they give people like rice and then they're like malnourished and everything. Yeah. Well on this, they don't even give them rice. They just send you into the woods with Flint and a pot. So you can go and like, yeah. So if you can figure out what plants are edible or if you can find fruit, there you go, but you're Uh not even given rice. So these people are all malnourished and all crazy. So their gameplay is frantic and it's a little bit uneasy. So that's the thing is, is I feel like it's like a little bit unsafe as you're watching these people do things. And so that's my like little survivor review right now. Let me see if there's anything else here. So we talked about all this um i have like my little social life that i've been going into right now so i, I know i'm gonna be um what's called tonight i get to go to trivia at moe's they're doing so nice i love trivia it's based on bridesmaids the movie so i have to, oh my like, god i have to like throw that on in the background because i know annie's name but i don't remember any of their characters names or anything oh, um and like last night i did bingo it was so fun so here's my thing you guys this is my, my little plug right now that i'm gonna give um 
at AWOL here in San Diego, Phil's trivia, Nelson's Nelson's partner, Nelson's boy. Um, he is wonderful when it comes to like these bar games and things like that. Like he gets on a mic and just let him go. And he is doing um bingo at this bar called AWOL. And it's not like regular, like B9, B12, that kind of thing. Like it's different categories. So it started off as like 80s bingo. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're given a bingo card. Each of the bingo cards are like numbered for like, you know, uh, which cards you have so they can like check. So they don't even have to like, you don't have to be like B6, B7. You know, you say you have bingo. Great. What card do you have? I have card 52. Yup. You're a winner or card 53. No, you're not a winner. That kind of thing. So um, the 80s part was like, it was like all these different 80s artists. You know what I mean? Like Flock of of Seagulls and, uh, you know, Madonna, blah, blah, blah. And they play songs and you have to find the artist and you fill it in. And then like at the last second, they tell you who it is because it goes up on the big board. Mm -hmm. But like, and so that's how you, you do your thing. So it was, that was cute. And then it's like, you have different shapes that you do each one, but it was like, they did a they did a 80s round they did a dirty word round so it was just like nipples like, like <laughs> and they're just like yelling random things you know and like later that like then they did um a round of oscar or no grammys 2023 so different okay. grammys, the, the grammy winners yeah 23 so they play like a lizzo song you have to find lizzo on your board that kind of thing mm-hmm. and then they did a round of even dirtier bingo so it's like come dumpster like and they're just dumpster. like can i get an anal fister like I it was just it. like so they're like yelling random things at the bar. It was yeah. so fun. So like all of a sudden I'm like coming into my new social butterfly era, I guess. I love it. So it's a whole thing. So you guys, there's that every second Wednesday, he's going to be doing that trivia. Another thing on a more serious note, I want to let you guys know on April 2nd, we have the Joe Whitaker Memorial Tea Dance. We're going to be doing this over at Moe's here in San Diego at Urban Moe's. It's here in San Diego, April 2nd. What we're doing that afternoon is it's uh, Joe's partner, Colin, uh, is going to be is, is hosting this along with the his super close best friends, Bill Wolden, Keith Roberti, and Aaron Heyer. And some of his family are going to be in in house. And so we're going to have a special. So this is usually on Sundays at Moe's is usually the church of glam. So they usually have like their brunch and their podcast recording and that sort of thing. And so this is the first venue that Mo that Joe Whitaker did his parties when he first started doing these parties before he was like in like 19 different cities and like taking over the world with, with, with what he was doing. And unfortunately at the beginning of February, we lost Joe um in his sleep and so we just want to honor his legacy and his presence and like where he was and so we're going to go back to where the party started and his happiness tea dance you know happiness by alexis jordan was like his favorite song and it was a tribute to other people and we've kind of made that a tribute to him church of glam is going to be giving up their afternoon so we're going to have from uh one till two o'clock the GGTV podcast hosted by Chad Michaels from RuPaul's Drag Race and Glitz Glam. So it's Glitz Glam's afternoon. They're going to be hosting a very special Remembering Joe podcast recording that some of his friends are going to be coming on, telling some of their stories. They might take some audience participation, but do come and uh, just listen in on the different stories that people have to tell as we honor this man. And then from two to six, we're going to be doing a huge happiness tea dance there at this the venue. 
Um, you guys can find link to the tickets inside of my uh, link tree in my Instagram bio. You guys can also find link to the tickets on the Moe's Urban Moe's website. Uh, and there's also emails going out right now from the Dilf brand. And so what um, we there is no charge for this afternoon for the tea dance or anything else. Um, it is going to be a fundraiser for Sunburst Youth here at the LGBT Center here in San Diego. It was one of Joe's favorite um, philanthropical organizations, and it's something that he donated to, donated to on the regular. So you guys will be getting an email. Those of you guys who are on that e-blast list from the Joe Whitaker Presents, you guys will be getting an email with even um, a QR code if you want to do a little donation in his memory to this cause. But this evening we are not or this afternoon we will not be taking any door charges or anything like that but we are asking that you guys do use that link in rsvp on eventbrite get yourself a ticket to the event we cannot guarantee entry because we know this is going to be a very sold out at capacity kind of a, an event this afternoon so do get there early we encourage you all um Again, we're going to be having some drink specials. We're going to be having the Joe Fashion, which he loved his old fashion. So we're going to have the Joe Fashion and the uh, Daddy Rita, which is like his little. So we're going to have this margaritas and his old fashions. So those are going to actually, uh, there's going to be a dollar from every sale of those that are be going to Sunburst Youth as well. So that's going to be donated on behalf of Moe's. And so, and there'll be other places too that you guys can donate. We have different queens that are going to be in the house. Paris Akomi Max, Chad Michaels, Kixie Vixen Style. Jasmine Echelon, uh, the People's Queen. Um, they are going to be there. They have been part of Joe's cast on some of his other boat cruises and things. And so there's other information that's going to be coming out right now. Officially, there is no DILF parties that are coming your way, but do look for these Memorial Tea Dances. There's another one that's going to be coming to Atlanta uh, in April as well. I think it's April 18th. Do look for that information over on Colin's information and also on Joe's pages. But you guys, we really appreciate you guys listening today to this episode of Bald and Bingeable. Annie, thank you so much for joining me. We had so much as to always. dissect today yes. as I like do this housekeeping at the end. But you guys, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, before we leave, we have one last segment, and that is our crushes, our person, place, and thing. I know I'm springing this on you. And the thing is, is and I didn't even really think of these for myself, so I'm going to have to like really quickly like think about it. But um, our person, place, and thing that we are totally crushing on that we are obsessed with this week, do you have them or should I go first? You go first. Okay. So my person this week is going to be, okay, so I was looking at old um, footage of Survivor. So I was randomly putting on like, cause I was like watching things. And so Survivor Heroes versus Villains. And he was also on some old seasons, Andrew Savage. So freaking cute. He was like the silver foxy daddy that was like okay. from back then. And so completely was like into him. So he was like, so he was somebody that I was looking at the other. I was like, where are those kind of characters on this show? <laughs> so he's my person, my place right now. Okay. My place is probably going to be like Ohio because you guys, at the end of the month, I'm going to be heading over to Ohio to see some friends. I'm going to see Annie. Yes. Um, yes, for her birthday. And then we also have Claw in Cleveland that I'm going to be out there. Um, you know, you'll see me around. So and you guys will find out where I'm going to be at at that time. Um, so that's happening. So that's going to be my place right now. It's going to be like Ohio. So it's my place. And then my thing right now is going to have to be chocolate chip cookie dough. So I have been like in this thing lately that I just make chocolate chip cookie dough 
and just have it in the fridge ready to go. And I've even taken like a step further just to like, if you want a random cookie, make a cookie. But I've even taken it a step further that I get my chocolate chip cookie dough, I make it, and then I separate it out into like little portions, like I ball it up, I freeze it, then I throw that in my container. So then it's just, you're just pulling out like the little thing. So that's my thing is organized chocolate chip cookie dough. That's my thing this week. It's so random. That. It's so Monica Geller from Friends. It okay. is. <laughs> like, it's so ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> Annie, who are your person, place, and thing? Um, my person right now, no one is going to know, but I feel like, no, I mean, I didn't know who your person was, so I guess it's fair. Um, and right now I've just been watching all of his shows and uh, movies that he's been in. So for those of you who've never heard me on the podcast before, I'm a big K-drama person. I'm really into Korean content. Um, Yoo Yeon Suk has been like my obsession probably for like the past month. What I've been has watching, he been? I mean, <laughs> I don't know if anyone would know, but you can watch some of it on Netflix. So like Interest of Love is um, his most recent show. It's a terrible show. Don't watch it. But it's actually really, <laughs> I just watched it because of him. Uh um what else did i see him in he's been in both the hospital playlist seasons if you've watched um korean tv rarely gets a a second season it's very much like a limited series every k-drama you said joo young suk joo young suk yeah okay i'm looking at him he is just dreamy and he's in hospital get it annie because your husband is so like your husband's like stereotypically like the good looking guy in school. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like you, you married the hottest guy in school. Like that's who yeah. you married. And then these guys that you like are like these like really clean cut, like, like preppy. Yeah. A- Asian men. These are like your crushes. It's so weird. It's opposite it of your husband. <laughs> like, it's totally the opposite. Yeah. It's like really strange. And um, so I've just, you've seen both hospital playlists. They're both on Netflix. There's other shows he's on, like other on other um asian streaming sites that you can go on and he's a singer they're all singers like all asian actors are triple threats oh nice yeah he's 38 years old Mm -hmm. he's six foot tall he's from seoul and um after making his acting debut in 2003 as the small role of an old boy he resumed his acting career in 2008 and then he's hit the ground running ever since and like yeah he's like in a ton of stuff he is. Yeah, he's in okay. a lot of stuff. He is very handsome. He's not mm-hmm. my style, but he is very handsome. I get it. Yeah, he's he's just very dreamy and he like photographs really well. But um, so that's my person just because I've been watching. So I herniated a disc in my back like an old lady. Like I'm coming into 40 hard. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been like, <laughs> we all up, do. I've just, yeah, I just been watching like random stuff and a lot of YouTube. Um, so wait, place thing. What is the thing? Oh, right now my thing is my PS5. Oh, really? So, yeah. And it's just because we just got one. And the whole reason I got one now, I do not condone JK Rowling. Let me just say this. Like, let mm-hmm. me say this first. I think what she says about trans people is horrific. Um, however, I am a big Harry Potter person. And so that Hogwarts legacy that just came out, I bought a amazing? PS5 for that. It's amazing. It's 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 an amazing game. Um, I, I, I would do, not do anything with my life. That's why I do not have a game system in this house. I tell Lily yeah. Holiday all the time because Lily is like, like, because like she like house sits for us, and I'm like, yeah. I don't have any gaming systems. I'm sorry because she's like a big gamer. Yeah. And okay, so and you're into the PS5 because I want to play the Hogwarts Legacy, but I feel like it's I'm really gonna lose. My, I would lose my life. You yeah, I kind of so I've been kind of laid up outside of traveling for work. So I've been 
um, just kind of like sitting on my ass and like embroidering. Cause I do that. That's my old lady hobby mm-hmm. and, um, up oh, the babies. And, um, and then I've been playing PS5. So that's been my thing, my place. Oh God. I don't even know. Well, where are you guys, where are you guys going? What are you like? Cause you guys are going on vacation pretty soon. Well, we, we go to Disney for my birthday for every year. And of course they're like no other birthday. I'll be going to Disney the first week of April for my mm-hmm. actual 40th birthday. So I'll be there. So I guess, yeah, I'm like, I'm really excited to be going. I just, I'm an annual pass holder. So I go all the time, obviously. Well, is so, that because, because yeah. aren't you going to Europe? That has been kind of sidetracked. Oh. Um, we can talk about that another time. But <laughs> I think we might just be going to the Bahamas now. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I am going to Korea in the fall. So I'm very excited about that, but. Okay. I want to do that. That yeah. sounds like fun. My friend Denitra yeah. goes to Korea a bunch and like, really? she, like lo- she loves her life there. She like oh, loves amazing. it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Annie, for joining yeah. me today. This has been a great episode of Bald and Bingeable. This has been a nice little pop culture recap. We've been mm-hmm. all over the place. We did a bunch of different su- subjects today. Find all the information on where to follow us and all that inside of the show notes today. Please make sure that you guys like and subscribe on all those little networks. Give me five stars. Tell a friend. Do your Christian service. Tell a friend if you guys enjoyed the show today. Go ahead and like tell them, oh my God, this is so much fun. You guys mm-hmm. listen to this. Or this guy is so crazy, so stupid. Listen to this and just whatever. <laughs> but um, engage with it and and we appreciate it. Okay. Good night from the lower level. Good night. <laughs> Good night from the lower level.